Hello. Hello, <laughs> Hello darling. And welcome <laughs> to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast. <laughs> the most interrupted podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area. I'm joined today by Ben, who's joined today by Hello. Kat, who's joined today by... Hello. Chris Khan, everybody. Hello. Yay, Chris Khan. Very full studio today. Yeah. And as uh, the Los Yetis fade away, we turn our attention to the serious matter of studying the Word of God. Ah, uh, yes. Thanks be to God. Thanks. <laughs> I, I have to admit it. When you said the word rubbish earlier, it threw me off because I rarely ever hear that word from anyone but Alex. Rubbish. Oh, um, I say it all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you, well you, I am a Brett. I heard it on a daily are, basis in my Brett? childhood. Mm-hmm. Like you're full, you're. Citizen? I'm a full-on citizen. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was great. Me and the Queen. You and the Queen. You and the Queen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. It was a, a lovely, touching ceremony. I thought. Oh, it was beautiful. Did yeah. she? Did she like beat you on the head with a Bible? She did. Yeah. Really? You and she couldn't make it in person, so we just had a portrait. Oh yeah. Someone played uh, yeah, the national good. anthem on a tape player. I feel like that's good enough. I didn't know whether to like salute or wave or or like put no, my hand over my heart nothing unseemly no mm. well are you invited back for the 70 yeah 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 personally oh good mm-hmm. she really likes me <laughs> really i digress i as a freeman of the city of lancaster i'm <laughs> able to sit for the loyal toast and as a wife so am i mm. i don't really know if that's true but no. i'm just an american mudblood yeah we don't have any of this yeah Nothing, nothing interesting. Mm-hmm. It's all right, though. Well, we get to hang out with you. It's, it's a land of freedom. It's a land of fun. Yeah. Trucks, guns, and electric garage door openers. It's more mm-hmm. fun in America. Sorry for anyone <sighs> listening in England. Electric garage door opener. Oh, it's all there. <laughs> so here. we are going to study the Bible. Uh, and yeah. given Eventually. That That's what we do here. <laughs> since the, the great article in the Trib, uh, our numbers have gone up quite a lot. So there are actually a lot of people listening to this now. Oh. Uh, Chris. That's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. So happy. <laughs> <laughs> and if this is their first ever episode, they're wondering, what? What, what? what do they do? <laughs> this is rubbish. What is even the point? <laughs> I think that the, the MO is pretty much we, uh, we bring intelligent, thoughtful people like Chris Kahn on mm-hmm. and Marion Allers and then, um, and then we, and Kat. And then we just add. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and Ben's here too. Yeah. yeah. Dog. And then and then the two of us kind of just we just do our thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, three minutes and twelve seconds of Belge, and now to the Pitful. word of God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, we're studying First Peter. So uh, in in Mark's gospel, it says, uh, "This is Mark ten forty five for even." The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mm. And the key word is ransom. And we're going to be looking at that by exploring First Peter chapter 1, uh, verses 18 and 19. Who will read for us? I'll read. I'll do it. First uh, Peter chapter 1, we're going to start in on verse 18. Knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. That's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. That sounds very 
energetic, darling? So uh, yeah. ransom, this, this key word for the whole weekend, yeah. really, looking at all of these facets of the cross, mm. uh, recognising that we simply can't really ever get anything fully into our heads about this thing. It's a mystery. Yeah. Uh, but there are facets of it that we can zoom in on and, and spend some time looking at. And uh, last week, Ben, you were looking at the scandal, uh, how it kind of upsets sensible thinking. and um, Yeah, the cross is this great reversal, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, the whole way that the world is used to operating uh, based upon seeking our own will and relying upon our own resources and mm-hmm. competence that mm. just gets completely turned on its head and our savior is not our best thoughts but um a crucified man in mm. a corner of the world whose name was jesus of nazareth that's that's a scandalous idea so yeah now we're kind of looking at getting maybe a little bit into the i don't want to say the mechanism right but like what actually happened there um yeah. on the, when he when he died on the cross what did that affect for us? So the key word ransom, yeah. uh, release, redeem, liberate, cause to be released by the paying of a ransom and to deliver from evils of every kind, both internal and external. That's mm. uh, the kind of definition of the word behind the word. You, mm. you know what this reminds me of is, have you guys seen those, the Taken movies by, with mm, Liam Neeson? Yeah. 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 First off, Liam Neeson is the is the greatest. He's awesome, uh, especially the one where he fights the wolf. You know what I'm talking about? That's a different movie. Oh, mm. oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Now I'm getting really tangent, but uh, yeah, like that. That's the idea, like right. Uh, there's a, a kidnapping almost, right? And there's mm. a there has to be a ransom that is paid. So and so is like, hey, I have your I don't know uh, your pet cat, who you, you your beloved pet cat, and. I won't give them back unless you give me a million dollars or a $15,000 Persian rug, as the case might be. We, we have an old Persian rug in here. It's not actually $15,000. It would but, be if it was clean. Yeah. Um, but it, that's kind of like the basic idea that we have. Mm. You, have you guys seen those movies? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, it, it's funny how we keep coming back to movies in this series because there's something deep about all of these mm. uh, images of the cross that are actually played out all the time in human yeah. thinking, like the idea of being rescued. That's very basic. Right. I like the, you, you mentioned in your definition or uh, about being relieved. Mm. Did you say that? Relieved, relieved. yeah. 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 Ah. Um, that really sticks out for me and, and, and how you equated it internally and externally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it, it, it goes back to... Um, your sermon a couple of weeks ago about mm. it is finished. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were naming all of these external forces, which are real and um, can really cause us to uh, get tripped up and are, um, you know, dangerous spiritually. Mm. But I said ourselves was one of the things um, mm. That trips me up. Mm-hmm. And I think he wanted me to like sort of extrapolate on that. And yeah. I couldn't, I was like, I didn't really, um, I kind of couldn't get my thoughts together, but you know, externally I can, I can separate myself from certain things. Mm-hmm. I can go mm-hmm. away. I can mm-hmm. shut things off. I can get away from different people. I can prayer. Yeah. I can't get away from myself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so for me, I am mm-hmm. my biggest thing that I need to be relieved from, redeemed from, mm. um, ransomed from. And, um, 
Uh, and in terms of uh, criticizing yourself or in terms of relying on yourself or, or, or something else? In terms of forgetting about myself. And this has uh, been my, mm-hmm. here I go, on my self-forgetfulness journey. Um, oh, that's great. But for like the last six months, I would say, you know, the Lord has been, it, it's, it's seasons of my life where one thing is, this has been shown to me mm-hmm. and I need to work through this. And then everything in my life is sort of popping up in this theme. You know, one was my restless working behind the scenes, another one, you know, letting go. And um, and you have to keep remembering those things because they will pop up again mm-hmm. in a different mm-hmm. situation. And, you, you know, you could find yourself sort of slipping back into that. But it's almost like, as I was saying earlier, like an onion. And the more you follow the Lord, like one layer gets peeled off yeah. and you're like, Oh, Ooh, that's kind of ugly. Okay. I need to work <laughs> on that. And then, and then you peel the next layer, you know, you sort of got that. And then the next layer. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Like when something is shown to me, I'm like, Oh yeah. 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 Okay. What's this the is next thing? good. I mm-hmm. didn't know that was there. Let's like, and, um, so self forgetfulness, getting over mm. myself, getting out of my way, out of my head, comparing, you know, just, Things that don't even relate to me, um, to me. And it just has been coming up and then through this book that I read and and even to the point of speaking at the memorial service. Right. I mean, that was incredible. Well, that is so out of my, mm-hmm. you know, just, but it was sort of the, I don't want to say, you know, perfect way, but it was just, it brought all of these sort of, bubbling issues to the to the forefront yeah Yeah. and um it just made me realize that you know i um i can think too much about myself in a lot of situations Mm -hmm. and and i don't mean that as you can be a Mm -hmm. boaster and this big larger than life person or you can be someone that it's more insidious and it just uh, sort of sneaks up on you. I mean, you can be like quietly locked in yourself. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. You know, my, I, I'm, you know, my hair's wet half the time. I, I arrived mm. at IF group with this fleece on and my pajama top was still stuck inside of it. So I'm not like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the essence of having it all together, but um, it, there can also be the flip side of that. Um, mm-hmm. And when I, when I, when I said that, you you know, you're filled up with who Christ says you are yeah. and not puffed up too big or too little. Yeah. Um, I think that, mm. but so anyway, this, this whole passage of being relieved of things um, and having them paraded in a triumphant victory just has yeah. been like a really good visual. Mm. For yeah, me. Mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is great. Can I give some quick context to the listeners? Yeah. Uh, there was one of our, uh, Beloved friends of this church and and member of longtime member of this church, Patty Todd passed and went to be with the Lord. And Chris uh, spoke at uh, in the eulogy at her memorial service on Saturday, which you can and, see on our YouTube channel. And I was I was hiding uh, up on the balcony so mm. like no one could see me, but it I I was like crying in the it was a very it was really powerful. Um, it was a great funeral. Yeah, uh, it was it was it was really wonderful. It was it was very honoring of Patty. It was very mm-hmm. much about yeah. the cross. It, yeah, it was just excellent, and she designed the whole thing. Right, and, and she uh, said she said this is who I am. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think but, it's worth actually just watching that last eulogy if mm-hmm. you've not seen it. Mm-hmm. YouTube, Ben, you can say. 
Yeah, but it was such a it was such like a an act of vulnerability, which is scary. Like the, mm. you know, you're up there in front of everyone, right? Um, but and that that does stir it up all these like questions of uh, of your own self consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think we've all we've all um, preached or given eulogies, I guess now, and we're going to yeah. be sending this uh, this big bunch of babble out onto the internets uh mm. but uh you know it it is really easy to get to be kind of locked into the prison house of your own um self-regard and self-worry and the loops so. you get into yeah mm-hmm. i mean it does say you were ransomed from the futile futile ways inherited from your forefathers mm. so there's that sense of you know not just me but maybe my family well you know in our family we we are just Dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. You know, right. uh, you know, we've always Oof. just spoken our mind in our family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a euphemism for we've picked on each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're judgmental. You know, it, well, in our family, we, we've just always grafted. There's no room for any laziness in our family. What that means is we're generationally workaholics. Mm-hmm. We're trying to, <clears throat> trying to impress, you know, my dad or whatever. And you could go on. I mean, I think, Paul, we must explore this concept of, of what exactly are the futile ways inherited that mm-hmm. Paul's really saying. Mm. But uh, Yeah, and I think, I think we get a, a clue to that in, in verse 14, <clears throat> right? As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Mm. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in your conduct. And so you ask the question like, okay, so how in the world can I do that? But that's, that's, it's verse 18, knowing you were ransomed from those ways, right? And it, and I think walking in that is how we find, like you were talking about, Chris, that relief. Like mm-hmm. it's a relief, actually. It feels really daunting to step out and to forget about ourselves right. and to forget like, no, 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 but I'm, I'm afraid. I'm prideful. I'm this. Mm-hmm. I'm, but to do what he's calling you into, there's a relief and just going, okay, I'm not, I'm not anything. Mm-hmm. I am his. And so because I am his, I will do whatever he asks me to do. And if that is something that's out of my comfort zone, that's okay. Because that's my ignorant ways. My former passions are about my flesh. And mm. what he's calling me into is something that is supernatural. And so how do we do that? We do that because we know that he was ransomed. Like, you know, he ransomed us from those things through his blood on the cross, through, through his life, his example, mm. and then his death and setting us free from the fear, the ultimate fear of death and sin and punishment. So you actually have to be bought out of the predicament of that dual, like, self, self-loathing self and self-obsession. Mm-hmm. Which self yeah, so, yeah. Which I, I think, uh, you know, mm. uh, you. We're, we're not talking about you specifically, <laughs> Chris, but actually, <laughs> no, like I, every, every one of us, like yeah. I, for 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 me, like there's that, you know, um, self-loathing and and pride are really like two so- sides of kind of the same coin because I have this expectation right. that I'm amazing, right? Mm-hmm. I can fix I, this if only, mm-hmm. and then I fail to do that. Yeah, yeah. And so I, you know. But the only way out of that is, you know, I can't employ any amount of positive thinking to make that go away. Right, because the nature of this ransom is that you were trapped. Yeah. yeah. 
So you are trapped in yourself. You're trapped in your situation. It, there's a generational thing here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our parents were, and their parents were. Uh, to expand it further, uh, the Jews had been. Mm-hmm. Um, this has clearly just got a, a, a kind of flavoring of uh, Egypt to it, you know, the slavery and getting out. Yeah. And who was it that, that got them out? It was Christ. Um, who, well, and it goes all the way back to, to Eve, right? Mm. Right. They, they're, they're, the passions of her flesh were to do something that God told her clearly not to do. Like, well, right. she's like, oh, actually, I see that it looks good. And I see that it's it's good to eat. So mm. I think yeah. I want to have some wisdom and looks good to me. Right. So that's that's the passions of her flesh. And who who delivered her out of that? That was Jesus because he took them out. And mm. yeah, so mm. it goes all the way back to the very beginning. And but but what your uh, the, the payment mm. is blood, mm-hmm. we're being told. And yeah. not uh, silver or gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so silver and gold being just about the best things and just about the most lasting things are described as perishable. Mm. Well, and, and blood is so much more costly than the finest. Huh. Mm-hmm. What is it that you? What's the value that the U.S. Army has like placed on a human life? I forget what, what they. Oh, said. is there a natural amount? Yeah, I think they did. I think it was they said they say something like. $1.2 million or something like that. In terms of training and, and yeah, money that's like what that's, in what that's like what the, Uni- the U.S., how, what we Values. measure the value of yeah. human life, which is just uh, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they have to do that to know, like, yeah. how, okay, how much do we need to compensate people for practical purposes? But, like, is that really, that's not what a human life is worth. Because not to the, the people that, that love that individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, they would rather have that person back than 1.2 million it helps i'm sure but Mm -hmm. like you ask anyone who's lost someone and and they would rather there's no sum of money that they would take rather than that the person that they loved back yeah yeah and how much does it cost god what does god pay for it right 1.2 are you (laughs) what if it's like you were you were ransomed with 1.2 million dollars yeah. <laughs> that God, yeah, uh, that, that's right. That's a ludicrous example, but that's yeah. clearly not what he, uh, how he understands the value of us. No, because the the blood is is uh, is precious mm-hmm. blood, yeah, uh, of great price, held in honor and esteemed, especially dear. And there's a funny thing that this esteemable blood of Christ, God's blood, is so precious mm. and it's poured out in the way that's uh, obscene as you said ben you know it's it's a word that we don't say in public the cross mm. yeah it, it was a, a scandal to their culture to talk about something as grotesque and shameful as a cross mm-hmm. and here's something precious more precious than than anything else silver and gold i also mm. think i feel a little bit of that viscerally like so um, the past few days, including this morning, uh, one of my sons uh, was get gets these really bad bloody noses, and um, and there's this part of me that sees him when he starts to bleed. Mm. I just like something in me mm-hmm. loses it. I have to like I'm like what what can I do to make? And I know it's just mm. a bloody nose. It's not a bad one. Like he's gonna be fine. Yeah. But like just seeing 
my son losing blood. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, trying to stop it. <clears throat> I I can't. Yeah, it's such a trivial thing, but viscerally, how much how must the father have felt to see his son pour out his own blood? Well, and I love that poured out because it's just like emptied, like poured out. Yeah. Like there's mm. not anything left. Mm-hmm. You, you get this uh, sacrificial imagery as well with uh, the lamb. So uh, to go from blood now, uh, like that of a lamb, mm-hmm. without blemish or spot. Clearly, very loaded image now of Old Testament sacrifice. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. that image of like, because blood is life, right? You can only lose a certain amount. Mm. And so the... The priests would lay their hands on the on the animal, feel it living, breathing, mm-hmm. and then kill it and have to keep their hand on it and feel the life, the blood go out of it. And so it had to be blood, right, that, that Christ paid for our sins. Had to be that perfect lamb. Right. Leviticus 17.11, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, mm. and I have given it for you on the altar to make atonement for your souls for it is the blood that makes atonement by the life it's like mm-hmm. the idea like life blood is is representative of like life in the i guess the hebrew way of seeing things and right. there's an exchange here of life life yeah. for life mm-hmm. yeah. and so a precious life that is far more esteemable than ours is poured out in exchange for ours mm-hmm and and yet in our minds we're still thinking oh did i do enough mm-hmm. and oh i didn't do enough <laughs> mm-hmm. right it's that comparison mm-hmm. mm. yeah i do find that this gives me a lot of like peace when i get up in front of people um and especially like i, I find preaching in in the same place over a you know like a year or three years now like you start to feel really exposed like people have heard your jokes before like mm-hmm. maybe they start to get tired of your voice and and so you're like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna get up here and make a fool out of myself again and all that self-consciousness can come creeping in <laughs> but you have to remember well okay i'm i'm actually purchased by blo- by the blood of christ mm-hmm. um and he's asked me to do this and now you know i can just offer present myself as an offering as he was presented for me, and then and then you're just in this beautiful space of self-forgetfulness and freedom, really. I think mm-hmm. it, it really makes a, a practical difference when you, when you put yourself out there in, in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, it really does. And, um, uh, you know, I, I feel like when you realize that your value comes from him and what he's done and not anything you have, you know, haven't done or could ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the, again, this Timothy Keller book, I, I've been reading and reading and reading. It's only 44 pages long, but I've read it three times. <laughs> um, that, you know, when you believe, um, the verdict is in, you're done. It's not based on anything you could say or do or what you have said or done. Um, you know, I love the, the picture of, uh, you're, you're, you're still in the courtroom and, and, you know, and Christ is gone. The verdict is, is in and the courtroom should be empty. And, um, 
And I love that because you, you, it also says in there, but you have to relive that every day because you will yourself drag yourself back into the courtroom Mm -hmm. and, you know, well, what about this time? Oh, they've Mm -hmm. heard all my jokes or, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm having a, I'm having trouble getting this particular sermon together Mm -hmm. or whatever it happens Mm to be. Um, you will continually drive yourself or drag yourself back into the the courtroom and whether it's interacting with your kids or your spouse or, or in any way, shape or form, um, Mm -hmm. it's just that constant reliving and rewriting him and his, you know, place in your life and in your mind. It's really, um, my mind is the trickiest place, um, that I, uh, you know, I have to keep choosing what I'm, Mm-hmm. thinking about mm-hmm. and being intentional right. of what I'm letting in and what I'm letting rattle, you know, rattle around. Mm-hmm. And it is so freeing. Um, in fact, just a few days ago, my, my one son who loves basketball, loves basketball, he can, and he plays in a league and he came home one night and he said, you know, I just kind of realized tonight I'm really not that good at basketball. And I said, I love that Mm -hmm. because he would get like worked up and, oh, we didn't play well and I didn't do that. And I just saw sort of like this Mm -hmm. bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not good at it, but I I really like it. I really like it. And I love my team. I'm not that awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny? The past two games, he's played so well. Yeah. Had such a good time. Freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We could get that in our mind about the kingdom. You know what? I'm not really good at this life yeah. thing, but I'm going to play because I really love it. And mm-hmm. I love my team. Like I love my church and I love our coach, you know, like right. Yeah. Right. Jesus is awesome. So you know what? I'm just going to go out there and be a fool and enjoy myself, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Oh, they Lovely. approve. They definitely approve of you too. <laughs> yes, they definitely. 100%. Yeah. This just in. Yeah. <laughs> God loves you and the Los Yetis do too. (laughs) Yeah, who cares about any verdict of mere mortals when the Yetis have found in your favor? Well, this has been a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel. We are utterly grateful that you would join us. Thank you for listening. If you want to be on the podcast, come and be on the podcast. God bless. We'll see you all very soon.